This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello everybody, welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric. I'm joined today by Mark and Chris. They're going to help me talk about some football. How are you guys doing right now? Hello everybody. Hey guys. How's your weeks going? All right. Hot. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, it's hot in here. All right. It's very hot. Anyway, I'm ready to talk some football. I don't know about you guys. Not a lot has happened this week, and I feel like I've been saying that every single episode leading up to the NFL season, but the NFL season is well on its way. There's no slowing down now. Full speed ahead. Um, I'm ready for to watch some football, dude. <laughs> Honestly, I've been so invested in the NFL uh, ever ever since the, the, uh, the season ended. I've been keeping up with free agents, and you know, Ever since then, I've kind of just been watching the NBA and stuff like that, and then the draft yeah. came around, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just ready for some football to come around. I'm just trying to watch. I'm just trying to sit on my couch for a Sunday and put Sunday ticket on and just watch. I mean, the yeah, whole thing go I, down. I go on YouTube in my room now and I play old games on YouTube and watch the full games. That's <laughs> that's my life. Yeah. That is what I do now. Yeah. So you can see, yeah, you could say I miss it a lot. Once the seasons, once the season starts, our NBR. Our shows are about to be like an hour and a half. No, they're like going to be like yeah, like an hour <laughs> and a half, two hours, at least. Oh yeah, for sure. Because because we'll go over all the games and we go over you know preview the next week and talk about all the big things because you know people get injured, there are still trades and all that during the season. But for now, we don't have to talk that much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this one's probably going to be one of our shorter episodes. I was trying to find. I was literally stalling that whole time to try to find the exact timeline as to when the. Uh, NFL officially starts. I know it's a couple weeks. I don't have the exact time, uh, but I'm going to look that up in a second. But anyway, most the most NFL news that has happened in the past week or two that we haven't covered is th- this Cam Newton airplane thing. I think it's <laughs> the, one of the funniest things I have ever seen. Mark, what do you know about that when you first saw it? I just heard about it from you guys today. All right, so I'll break it down again for everyone who's listening. So Cam Newton on a plane, offered a passenger $1,500 to switch seats with him on a 10-hour flight so he could have more leg room. The offer was turned down. So they, <laughs> end, they ended up saying no. And someone else was recording it, watching it. What would you do in that scenario? Cam Newton comes up to you and he's like, I want your seat, 1500 cash right now. I'm not letting him. I don't like him, but I'm biased. I would do it for the story. I, I would, you still get a story, though. This guy got turned it down and he got the story. So you still get the story. Yeah, but... You're gonna have to go around and say I said no to Cam, Cam Newton. Newton. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool. That's cool within itself, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't know, fifteen hundred cash. I'd, I'd rather take fifteen hundred yeah, <laughs> and meet an NFL quarterback just yeah. for legroom. No, but like on a ten-hour flight. But like he he was dressed in such a Cam Newton way too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like he was dressed like all his like post-game conferences, like how he's always wearing like a hat and all these weird outfits, like. That's how he was dressed. I thought that was, you know, how like the NBA players do it too. They just like they take weird post game or pre game press conferences. Like they just dress weird just because they do it. Yeah. I thought that's what he did. Well, that's but, exactly how he dresses. But not that, like yeah, apparently that's what he just does. I, I I was not aware of that. Yeah. But I was speaking with someone the other day, and they said it's a ten hour flight, fifteen hundred cash. I'd take it and then tell everyone about it. I'm not sure how much those seats were. That's but what, I'm that's sure. Also, yeah. But I don't think they were close to fifteen hundred cash because they were no. sitting in coach. I think yeah. from the video, so he, they're just sitting in that coach spot that was like the first seat in the front where you have the most room because there's no seats in front of you. Yeah. Honestly, I would take it. I 
I'm so bad at being on flight, so it's not like I'd be able to sleep for like eight hours and then all two hours we land. I would probably stay up for the full 10 hours. And the fact that I had got to get 1500 cash from Cam Newton himself, what I would say is I would bring out the bribery a little bit. Kind of like oh, yeah, milk yeah, it out yeah, a little yeah. bit. Because, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Mark, what I said last week, and I also said this on another podcast, where if a home run ball was hit to you, would you keep it and try to like get money or would you give it back right away and then get nothing out of it and i don't want to go into this discussion again but that's the gist of that i would kind of do the same type of strategy here with cam newton and be like hey can we just do like a quick photo shoot real quick like we just like we like pose and stuff because you can post that everywhere you get the 1500 uh cash you sit in a different seat you have that story to tell everyone for the rest of your life um i I would milk it out a little more because you could tell how much you wanted that seat i think you asked like twice and they said no twice So. And he walked back to his seat so upset. Like, you can tell. You could tell. You couldn't hear Even what he was saying. Even with his sunglasses on, he was like... But yeah. you, you could tell. He was just like, oh, I thought I was going to get that seat. But how was he not able to fly? Yeah, like, that, that's what I don't... I was thinking that, too. I don't think it was a first-class type of flight, but still, you, you would think he probably... You're Cam Newton. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's he probably was, had that plan from the day he left the house to go to the airport saying, whoever's I'm, sitting in that spot, I'm, that's, I'm uh, yeah. offering the money. I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, I'm Cam Newton and they're just going to give it to me. And then he was just like, oh man, my plan didn't work. <laughs> Foiled. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, Mark, what, what would you do? You would take the money? That's I what would, you said before? I would definitely take the money. Would you do what I did? Autograph. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. I would definitely ask for an autograph, a couple pictures. Yeah, pictures sounds like cool. Like pose pictures. Mm-hmm. Like not like take my phone, take a selfie and then that's it. No, we're going to like, you know, like flex on everybody. Okay. Like, oh, I'm with Cam Newton on this flight. That's true. Because that would be pretty sick. And how? And if he was like, I don't know about that. I'm like, you're already wearing this outfit. You might as well. You know See, what I mean? If, if I was to to do that, I would hope that I was wearing like a Falcon shirt or something, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna take photos with you, and I'd be taking them in all my Falcon stuff, and just being like, you can't do anything about it. And it's like you're, you'll get the seat, but I just want to take all these pictures and all this stuff. <laughs> I, I think he's from Atlanta, though. I think he is Maybe. from Atlanta. I, I don't even know. I think that's actually where he like. I mean, I don't know if it's accurate, but it said like he was from Atlanta, I believe. Um, Even I overall, I would just do it for the story, and I don't. I think the seats. Do it for there was the two line. people in the seats, so max I would think it's like three hundred dollars a seat or something like that. Yeah, maybe I, even I have, less. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Maybe less. I don't even yeah. know. But fifteen hundred cash, but I think that's that, way that, more that, than what yeah, you that, paid for the flight. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering where that that number came out of. Like, it's why? way more. And it's than a ten-hour flight. flight, so they were going somewhere probably exotic or on their way back from somewhere exotic. Yeah. I think it was on their way to to some to something exotic because he was wearing that outfit. The way he was dressed, so yeah. he wanted to get off that flight like yeah. fresh and ready to go. He yeah. wasn't going to go home. If you're going to go home, you're wearing like sweats. Yeah, you're wearing like pajamas and you're just ready mm-hmm. to sleep. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you, how would you guys be able to would you guys be able to make a 10 hour flight? No. I, I, I don't like flying. 8 hours is max for me. I'm fine. I don't, I don't nothing like bothers flying. me. I nothing. Car rides, like airplanes, boats, nothing. So you're saying if you went to Australia on like a 14 to 16 hour flight you would make it through? Yeah, I'd be fine. I think max for me is eight hours. I can't sleep on a flight. I, uh, I cannot either. I, can't I could sleep in a car, but yeah. at the same time, I get like that anxiety because I want to stand up. At least in an airplane, uh, you could stand up, but yeah, I, don't, I can't fall asleep. I hate flying. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. Boats, okay. Cars, I'm fine, but I don't like I don't like flights, so I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'd be, I already am nervous on the flight. Unless you're on one of those things where it's like you could sleep in like a bed. Yeah, I like, think I'd be good, mm-hmm. but I'm talking yeah. about just sitting in coach like Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah no, it's a wrap. I, I yeah, I, I can't. To. I couldn't do it. But uh, I found the exact date. It's officially today. Mark, what's today? Twenty seventh. Yeah, yes. today marks ten weeks to the start of the 2019 NFL regular season. I cannot wait. Ten weeks, almost here, Ooh. boys. I'm ready. In other news, I wanted to talk about the Bengals. Have you guys heard the news? I'll I have. explain it to you right now. Just wanted to know if you guys knew where I was headed. 
So the Bengals' first-round pick, offensive tackle Jonah Williams out of Alabama, will miss the entire 2019 NFL season after having labrum surgery. Bengals have not successfully filled that role since letting Andrew Whitworth go. Their first-round pick center, Billy Price, missed six games last season with a foot injury. So they've had some bad luck with their first-round picks over the past couple years because, mind you, John Ross, I think, played a couple games and he didn't have one catch. Yep. So that's even that's even another thing to add on top of that. So I don't know, man. What do you guys think initially? Because I think now <laughs> our boy John Jerry's gonna have to sneak in there at the guard position and move isn't, every, isn't move Bobby everyone around. Hard on that team too. I believe so. Wow, they took everyone from us. Yeah. Not, not even the good guys. No, <laughs> not even that, close. I just, oh, here it is. Here I it just is. feel bad. Um, so Jonah Williams, like I said, likely out for the remainder of the season. Um, didn't even start, so the whole season. Uh, Billy Price mixed six, six games last year with a foot injury. John Ross, 17 total snaps, played zero catches. William Jackson, 2016, zero games. Um, and then Cedric Ogbuehi. Og- <laughs> Og- How do you say his name? It was 2015. I have no idea. He, he missed 11 games with a knee injury. So That is just That's rough. horrible. But now my question is, was I don't know if this was you know, brought out, but did he... You said it was a labrum surgery? Labrum, yeah. And Did he have a problem and then they found out about it? Or did he get injured doing training? From what, what I read, happened? apparently Zach Taylor said, oh, he's a little bit dinged up. And then when he checked with the doctor, they were like, no, this is much more serious. He's, he's a lot dinged up. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, did they draft him knowing he might have been a little injured and then kind of you know took that, that leap of faith? I it, don't know. I really don't know. Who was the offensive lineman the Colts drafted last year that completely re- revitalized their O-line? Quentin Nelson. I, was yeah. Nelson. I think that was their chip. They were praying that this guy, Jonah Williams, was going to be just like him. Now they have no one. I don't remember hearing any of that. Because he was one of the, like the top three selections for an O-lineman this year. But he went very, very high. Uh, no, I thought you were talking about Quentin Williams. Oh, wait, what was it? I said Quentin Williams. Quentin Nelson. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah there. I honestly, how many linemen were drafted in this first round? I know the Vikings took one. You guys took one. Uh, the Falcons and the Bengals. I can't even think of anyone else. I think that this, was it. This draft, like, the, the I think e- that was it. Eagles took an alignment. They did. All right, then that's. But old. that was pretty late. Oh yeah, yeah. To late. to to replace uh, Jason Peters after mm-hmm. he retires. So yeah, um, he was. I think he was one of the top uh, offensive linemen in this draft because uh, he was from Alabama. Mm-hmm. So that's a big step up. But um, that's such a Bengals thing to happen, man. These injuries. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if Zach Taylor is going to still corral these guys together and still put on like a decent season in a division that's like extremely tough. And we've talked about extensively on this podcast about um, how this division is, I wouldn't say wide open, but it kind of is. It's, if you really it's think more about open it. than it has been in the past. It's competitive now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's but, a lot more open than it has been. But it's just, it's so laughable that the Bengals have to deal with this man because they need all the help they can get and the help that they're getting isn't, isn't won't even be there for them. <laughs> no. It's, it's just a shame. But um, but yeah. Do you guys have anything, anything else to add on that? When no, I first saw just, that, just uh, I'm ev- sorry, Bengals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I feel so bad, dude. That that's just absolutely awful to have to deal with as a fan base. Like last, like either it was like last week or two weeks ago or whatever. We were talking about the Dalton line. Now there's like the Bengal line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dalton line. The Dalton line is alive and well, and oh, will always man. continue. Um, so not sure if you guys saw this too. Uh. Drew Brees, he welcomed Zion Williams in the first round, uh, first round, first overall pick in the NBA in 2019 NBA draft. Um, he gave him a framed jersey, mm-hmm. and he signed it, passing the torch to you. Yeah, but, but he's not really—he's really not retiring. Cool. 
What? He's not retiring yet. He's right? not retiring, but eventually, like Zion's gonna he's take gonna over. He's lo- taking yeah, over the he's, town. He's basically. gonna be there longer. He's the talk of the town, so he's gonna be there for a while. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I forgot if the, I think the jersey said Williamson on it and then his number. I don't think it was Drew Brees. It wasn't Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's what it was. Do you guys remember? I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter too. This reminds me. So for some reason, the Panthers did the same thing. Same. They were like, "Oh, Zion, here's a jersey. This is Williamson on it, number what? one." Why? Don't know why. And I don't know who responded to it, but it was someone of note that was like, don't you guys have your own Carolina team to worry about? Like the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, they do. It's like, didn't you guys have your own first round pick that you want to talk about? Why would you guys do this? It was very strange that the Panthers did that. I will never understand that. And it's a division rival too. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> really weird. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. And it wasn't maybe because he went to Duke and that's in North Carolina maybe yeah yeah i, I think that's maybe. the most probable reason that's but the only thing i could think of maybe but someone in the front office is a big zion fan yeah maybe possibly. maybe they went to duke or something i don't i don't know but yeah that that that's the only it sense makes sense I can make but to a, for a panthers jersey it doesn't make that, that's what i'm saying that's the only sense i can make of it if there's any Seamus Winston and the Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> he sent him a jersey. I know, just a whole <laughs> NFC South starts sending jerseys and it's okay. Falcons like they did it, I guess. We have to do it now. Right, I guess yeah. the bu- right, Bucks get you get your go make a jersey for Zion <laughs> they, real quick. Yeah, they they, they uh they it's frame a, a picture of Jameis eating a W and like they sign it and they're like passing the W on passing to you. Passing the W to you. <laughs> they're just trying to one up each other. Um but anyway, this is kind of old news, but I want to retouch up on it again. So uh Odell spoke with Complex magazine saying that he or, or I'm gonna quote this. I felt stuck at a place that it wasn't working for me anymore, that being the Giants. I felt like I wasn't going to reach my full potential, mentally, physically, and spiritually, everything I felt capable of doing. That was a very strange thing to say, considering this guy did not skip and skip a second of camp so that he can get signed by the team, and we gave him that extension. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a direct shot at Eli. Yes. But mind you, you got to think about this for a second. Odell broke probably every single record that he could ever break for a rookie. I think he broke every single record you can make for someone under the age of 25, and he's yeah. done all of that with the Giants, with Eli Manning. So what's the issue here? That, I don't see, really understand that. This see, is, yeah. I don't think this is a shot at Eli. I think it is. No, it's a sh- I think it's a, sh- it's, it's a shot at the Giants, so it's got to be a shot at he, he couldn't fulfill his full potential there. Who's giving him that potential? Eli Manning. He's the one throwing see, the ball the, at The other thing that I was watching this morning was uh, Good Morning Football on – what is it NFL network is that what it's on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I was watching that and uh Nate Burleson was talking about Odell and why he thinks he's gonna have a better year and he flashed back I don't know 2014 2015 maybe one year he was showing and they were playing the Rams and he was showing how he would he was running a slant route and he beat um I don't remember who it was but he beat one of the oh no it was against the the Chargers he beat uh Casey Hayward on a slant so then what happened was automatically Casey Hayward, you know, Odell went to run a slant. He ran a sluggo. So Casey Hayward bit on the coverage, and then Odell went off, and then he caught the big catch, and, like, he ran off. And then they showed another film against the Rams where he ran down the middle of the field, and uh, Eli ran, like, a, threw, like, a 45-yard pass or something. And they're like, this is what Odell kind of, like, strives in. And then they showed the last couple, you know, months or whatever, the last few games, and they're like, he wasn't doing this. And they were saying he, they think that Baker Mayfield has that arm where he can throw like that. And they think that Odell is really going to kind of strive in that system because that's the kind of system he works in. Is the one where, you know, you have arm power behind it and they're launching it to him because he has speed. He can outrun people. 
So I feel like that's kind of where he was going with it was that he, it was working for him in the beginning. He was doing well. He was getting separation. He was getting that arm power. And then Eli just kind of stopped throwing deep. I mean, to everybody, it wasn't just him. He just stopped throwing deep. So I feel like that's kind of where he was going with it. How I feel about this, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know, man. I, I feel like the place you want to be is New York. Now he's in Cleveland. I feel like Baker's going to give you everything you're looking for and probably more. But again, he's got different mouths to feed. Like you still yeah, have you still yeah. have Nick Chubb who could probably perform out of the backfield pretty solid. But yeah. you have Kareem Hunt too, so you have to feed those two guys. They got to get some work in. You got Jarvis. Don't forget Jarvis has been there from the beginning, so he knows the system more and than Joku. he does. Njoku, who's going to get some more work, he has some work to do himself, though, probably mm-hmm. over the course of camp. But even Callaway and Higgins are solid receivers as well. I think Baker's going to do one of those things that all second-year quarterbacks do or rookie quarterbacks do, where they throw to the guys who aren't expected to be getting the ball, which is Higgins and yeah. Callaway. So I think they're going to have some monster years. And I think this uh, Odell's going to be a lot quieter this year, and he's not going to be as open when it comes to him not getting the ball because there's going to be a lot of backlash to a team that is officially in the spotlight of that division now instead of being the laughing stock of the league because you have one of the best players um, on both sides of the ball. Um, again, I can go over their defense all over again, but I'm not going to do that. And then their offense is spectacular. So the second Odell has one breakdown, the, the media is going to eat them apart. So I think... Odell's going to be much, much quieter, and but he's not going to hold it for too long. I think something's going to happen where he's going to speak up and say, you know, Big needs to get me the ball more, something like that with Freddie Kitchens, and Freddie Kitchens is going to be under fire. Something will happen, I promise you. Well, it's, it's But kind of, if yeah. that happens, that means the Giants probably made the right decision in getting rid of him. Well, I feel like kind of what happens is, uh, I mean, if, if you're going to have to compare, I'm going to compare from a different sport, just something that we've seen recently. Uh, you know, like, I feel like it's similar to how LeBron will go from team to team. And I mean, there's not an extreme amount of drama around him, but you can, you know, that there's like, there's things going on, you know, with Tyron Lue, where he kind of was the coach himself. We've talked about this before and, uh, how with the Lakers, he basically was getting, he was like basically trading these players away and was like, I want AD, we're going to trade these players away. And it was, they just started listening to him. Like you start, there starts to be drama that comes along with a player and it's kind of like, okay, you're a great player. You're doing great. Every, you bring the fans in. You bring all this attention to yourself. But when you start to do things, you know, negative too, like when you do positive things and you're going to be in the light for it, but when you do negative things, you're going to be in the light the same way because you're this big player. I mean, now he's out of New York and New York is a big market. And Cleveland, you know, in the words of Joe Kim Noah, I don't hear anyone say they're going on vacation to Cleveland. No. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it's him. And there, this team as you mentioned, is getting very hyped up. So they're already in the spotlight. It's not like he's going to, you know, I can't even think of a team right now. Like the, like the Bengals, for example, like we just talked about them. There's not really much talk about them. No one, there's no real expectations from them. So there's not much spotlight on them. He went from the New York market to Cleveland, which normally would be a downgrade in terms of, you know, this all this media coverage and all this attention. But given the circumstances that now they could be contenders because the Steelers kind of dropped off by losing Bell and AB, or people are expecting them to. Then uh, you got the Bengals being the Bengals, and uh, what is the other team? Ravens just Ravens. lost like half their, their defense. defense. Yeah, so they're, they're, it's open, and I feel like it's... It's open, it's, but if the spotlight is it, too much for them, that's yeah, it's, it's going to be a wrap for them. And that's the problem. I wouldn't be surprised if this team starts like 0-2, and then people are freaking out already. <laughs> Like, I know, and then they're the same fans. They're exactly one of those teams that would do that because guess what happened in um, 
In New York, Giants would go 0-3 to start the season, and then Odell prob- couldn't take it. Yeah, but, but you also... He have says to re- it's not fun to play anymore. Don't you remember that? I do remember this. And then you also have to remember, though, these br- same, same Browns fans that are upset about 0-2, their team went 0-16. How are you going to be upset about 0-2? Like, you got a whole 14. I understand now, you know, the, it's a different... You have different expectations from your team, but still... They've come a long way. What did they have? Seven wins last year. They almost made the playoffs. They actually. they almost had an yeah. eight hundred like they almost had an eight and eight a five hundred yeah, season. Seven nine and one. I'm or or sure. seven eight and one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. They mm-hmm. they almost did like that's huge to go from not winning to then like whatever one or two wins the season and then to have seven. for their standards. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. But if the Giants go seven and nine, yes, talking. that's different. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like it, it it's funny though how like the the same Browns fans that were behind them when they went 0 16 are not going to be like we're 0 2 no like exactly so i think i honestly think the brown this thing's going to blow up in their face and then the probably towards the middle of the season they're going to be able to handle it but i'm telling they're, they're already going to be the spotlight dude and if odell says the wrong things or reacts the wrong way starts kicking nets which i think he's not going to do in cleveland he but might kick nets but no but uh that's just his personality um honestly this is going to be a a, sh- a show me type of year for the browns obviously because they have all these new pieces and it's going to be a year for the Giants, I don't know they have their own issues at quarterback, and people are unsure as to what Daniel Jones is going to do. But if Odell overreacts and he's not putting up the stats he should be, he doesn't go over a thousand yards this season. Everyone's going to look at the Giants and be like, I, "That's exactly why they they made the move because they probably couldn't handle everything he was doing in the locker room." And and it, it was all true. And mm-hmm. right now, people just think that Gettleman's just a guy that doesn't know what, exactly what he's doing. And I know he he definitely liked Odell, but I, I guess a lot of people would be coming to him and saying, like, hey, Odell is kind of acting a little weird in the locker room. It's it's a little distracting. So I guess that's when he decided to make the move and the Browns made an offer. He apparently, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, could not refuse. So who knows? So this is going to be a year that... Keep a close eye out for the Giants if they perform just as well as the Cleveland Browns do, but a lot of expectations for the Browns, yeah. and they're probably going to have to have a year that's past seven, seven, eight, and one if they're really going to be the talk of the talk of the league in, the, in these mm-hmm. upcoming years. So yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on here, what do I have left? There's really not a lot of things to talk about. But uh, did you guys see that thing that? Uh, the bet that Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley have with each oh, other. Like chain or something. They were like, whoever, I don't know what the exact bet, but you can kind of tell from what has been posted on social media. So I think Baker and Saquon had this bet where whoever wins Rookie of the Year gets to make a chain of the other person. Yeah. And Saquon ultimately won. And so Baker Mayfield purchased a chain that said quads on it. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. I like how I like they're boys, them. definitely. Um, it's friendly competition. You know, they they both know they're both great athletes, and they want each other to succeed, and they're just having fun with it. What did you guys think of that Baker Mayfield thing when he was on the radio and, like, bashed one of the one of the programs? Did you hear about that? No. No, I did not. I'm going to pull that up right now, but Baker Mayfield was on the radio, and he was saying he, – apparently a lot of people are worried he's going to be saying the wrong things. So I'll start off by this. Uh, I think we talked about it. I'm not sure if we did. I've been watching a lot on this. Um, but Baker Mayfield, uh, when he got, he received a question during the media that said, uh, "Hey, what do you think of Duke Johnson? He he wants the trade. He wants to get a trade out of here, but he's still showing up to camp. He's like, you're either on your tr- on the train or you're not." And then apparently, back in the locker room, everyone else that was on the team that was like, oh, that, was, yeah. "That was a little much." I did. Like, hear I think about that was that. a little too much. You got to calm it down a bit. What'd you guys think of that? Do you think that was? the best thing to say or do you agree with his teammates saying like oh don't go out there in the media and start bashing our teammates no i i don't think his intention was really because he thinks he's off the team already like he's checked out 
Yeah, but but what I'm saying, is I don't think his intention was necessarily. I mean, we all know where that shot was thrown because they, you know, we knew it was Duke Johnson. But I just feel like it was more of you know, him just kind of saying, okay, we're just trying to, we're trying to move on and we're trying to move forward and we want to build this team and be the best team we can. So you're either with us or you're not. Like there's no there's no you know you're halfway there. Like you either come to practice, work hard, and play with us and want to be on our team, or you don't. I feel like that's all he was really trying to say. I, I understand why it was taken the wrong way, but I don't think he meant it like that. I don't think so either, but I think he already knows, like, hey, we got Kareem Hunt, we have Nick Chubb, Chubb who yeah. was also up for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I think you lost your role here, and that's all you're getting mad about. So the team he was talking about was Texas. Apparently he really, really hates Texas, but I can't find the actual clip as of right now. But he was on the radio, and he was just bashing them. I think they kept asking him questions about Texas, and he just had enough of it, and he just flipped out of them. Um. Yeah, I yeah I don't actually have the clip. Maybe I'll pull it up in a little bit as soon as I find it. But uh, hold on, radio show. Shwoo, spelled that wrong. Uh, no, I don't have it. This was almost a year ago. Anyway, we'll move on from this. If I somehow find it, I'll play it. No worries. Um, did you guys see the thing with Zach Ertz? CBS News referred to Julie Ertz, his wife, who was on the U.S. Women's National mm-hmm. Team, as Zach Ertz's wife instead of her actual name in, I think, an article or a report that said something about Zach Ertz. And apparently it caused like, an outrage for everyone. And the Eagles' Twitter account, so savage, fired right back and posted a hashtag Touchdown Tuesday with a video at training camp of Zach Ertz catching a touchdown. And the exact tweet said... Um, Touchdown Tuesday featuring Julie Ertz's husband. <laughs> so I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I like that. Dude, he must be living the life right now. You got your girlfriend who's like, what, are they going to be in the championship or almost in yeah, the championship? Yeah, there's something. Yeah, something's something. Going on. I thought you were following. You're a soccer no, dude too. So. I, 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 no. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I just know they won a lot. They've won a That's lot. That's all I know. Yeah. That's all I know too. But honestly, dude, Zach Ertz, his wife is in the women's national team and Zacherts is what a Super Bowl last year. He's probably on top of the world. She's smoky. She's hot. I think she's smoky. <laughs> she's yeah, <hot. laughs> she has There's... like on and off days. No, but to like... me, because <laughs> okay. You, have you seen Julie Ertz? You like Julie Ertz? I haven't seen her. Okay, but I I don't think Google you guys it, are lying, Google it real quick. So so this is the thing. I never really followed the women's national soccer team, but there was somebody was watching her. It was on somewhere. I don't know what's going on. And we were watching a game, and uh, I just happened to see this this player and i was just like wow you know she's they got some smoky she, girls on I'm the like, team wow, alex she's, morgan she's, too yeah i'm like well, she's really pretty and then i looked up the roster and i found out at the time it was julie johnston she wasn't she wasn't married yet and i was just like wow you know like she's correct she's, she's she's really she's hot she got married like a year and a half ago yeah something like that so so i was just in my head like wow and then it came out the headline was like you know zach ertz is gonna marry his girlfriend that's on the u.s nationals team and i'm like no, like it's not who I think it is, is it? What we got? And then I look it up, and it is. Oh, that's a bad picture. Come on, come on, Mark. You got. Come on. We we. Gave... Of course, you pull her up with Zach Ertz instead of her actual soccer pictures. You're come the on. problem, Mark. You're the problem. <laughs> you wrote the CBS article. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think. Uh, I think in terms of the article, I mean, I get why why people are not happy with it, but um. I literally just typed Julie Ertz into Google, Did and then the first thing pop up says Julie Ertz's husband. <laughs> yeah, 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 because that's like an uh, ongoing joke now. I get it. Like, I wouldn't take it personally, 
but I understand why people are getting frustrated because, I mean, to be fair, yeah, as I just mentioned, she's good. Right? As I mentioned, yeah, she's she was on the team prior to them being together. She was her own athlete. Yeah, like she's had her she accomplishments had her before him. Yeah, and then they got married, and now they both have been like these huge major accomplishments. So I understand why she might be a little upset. It's kind of like, wait, he didn't kind of. I mean, I don't want to say it like this. Like, not, this isn't the case in any situation, but it's not kind of like, oh, he made me who I am. Like, you know, I'm a a big shot. I'm in the spotlight because of him. It's. I mean, sometimes sadly that happens, but I'm just saying, you know, in that situation, she had her own spotlight. Like, she was doing her own thing. So. I, I I can understand why she would be a little upset. I don't I don't know if she is, but I would say why somebody like that would be a little upset. It's kind of like you know I'm my own person. I'm on this U.S. national women's yeah, she team. Worked, she worked hard, to which get is there. hard to do. It's not very hard to do. Exactly. It's it's not a simple thing like oh anybody can do it. As is for him to be in the NFL, it's not easy to do. So I feel like I can understand why if it was you know how they said his his wife, and then you could say the opposite way how if someone was like oh referred to him as her husband like. I could understand why, you know, one of them would be a little bit upset, but... So I, I have the video of Baker Mayfield raging, not raging, just uh, making his comments on uh, the Texas football team and their quarterback. Uh, it's not loading, so we'll give it a second. As it does All that. the preseason publications I read, hearing people talk, they say, Texas is finally back. They're finally back. They're going to contend for a national championship this year. They said that when they beat Notre Dame a couple years ago, and they won, won like three games after that. But, I'm sick of but that Sam crap. Ellinger, Sam Ellinger stood at the floor of the Sugar Bowl last year and proclaimed that the University of Texas is back. So I'll just ask you, is, is, is Texas he finally back? He like Travis, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> his opinion on anything winning uh you know westlake's a great program but the two best quarterbacks come out of there are drew Brees and nick Foles. sam can sam can stay down there in texas i like it good stuff that'll stir the pot he doesn't like me and i hope he knows i don't like him either <laughs> good stuff i love it i love it always something good to say wow so, yeah that's what he said on the te- texas longhorns quarterback wow um, He's feeling a little dangerous. Have you guys heard that up until this point? I've heard it on 98.7 ESPN I deny many it. times no, the day that, that happened. He doesn't believe Texas is back, though. <laughs> so that's the thing. <laughs> uh, do you guys ever think Baker Mayfield's comments will ever like come back to bite him at some point? Because he'll make a he'll make a comment like about Duke Johnson, and then he said this about the Texas yeah. quarterbacks. And I, I feel like regardless, like I think yes. My, my plain out answer is yes. But I feel like with any person that's in the spotlight, it's going to come back to bite you because anything can come back. You can sit here and say, you know, you could be a Giants player and say, I hate Dallas, I hate Dallas, and then, you know, the life works in weird ways, and, you know, three years from now, you're on Dallas. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like you're sitting there because you're a fierce rival, you're on that team, you say you hate them, and now you're on the team, and it's kind of like, well, this is awkward. Like, anything, just as long as you speak and it gets published, anything can be used I feel like you. he held himself uh, pretty well when the Browns like first started with him as on his rookie yeah. year, but now, like I said before, since the spotlight's on him, anything you well, say yeah. well, you that got... goes wrong, it's going to be blown up in the media. Well, ex- exactly like what you were saying before with Odell. That's exactly what happened to him. Honestly, I don't think Odell is going to be a Brown the rest of his career. He's going to find him. He's going to find a way out of there somehow. How many? He has, years he has everything is... he wants there. Like if everything works out with Baker, yeah, cool. And he has but, Jarvis, his best friend. But you really think a guy like him would want to stay in Cleveland for the remainder of his career? I wouldn't be surprised if he went to like an LA team. Either an LA team or what uh, if like just, Miami Dolphins like yo what's good? I, I think <laughs> you know? I, I, me personally, I think with him, it, it's more. I mean, maybe towards the, you know the end, he'll maybe try to go get a ring somewhere. 
But I think with him, it's more of like his, you know, his his life, like his I social. I think towards life. the tail end of his career, I feel like Belichick's gonna pull a move and try to steal him. Yeah, like, and and that's the thing. I think I because he's on the Browns and them, yeah. and Patriots and the Browns always make like always weird weird transactions with each other for some reason. Like yeah. Jamie Collins is back on the Patriots yeah, now, so, and so he was he was traded from the Patriots so a couple the Patriots years ago. Patriots will get like you know Odell, and they'll give up like. Uh, I don't know, like a fifth couple, round pick. Couple rounders. He's not gonna be a fifth pick. Well, <laughs> they'll, it depends they'll, if he'll make up some stuff. It depends. Somehow. Do Do you think he's gonna do the five years and then eventually when he's when he's a free agent, just sign like one two year deals with him, or eventually during that five year not contract that he's in, that five year. he's gonna get traded somewhere again. in that five year. I don't th- because exact. I think I think maybe in year one, he might have a little bit of problems, but he's gonna kind of contain himself. But then I feel like Wait, you mean like problems like, media wise yes, or like on what the field he line? what he's had okay. with the Giants like where okay. he's had problems I feel like he's going to try to hold back he's going to be three years in and still talking about the Giants like yeah. he'll relax. I, I feel like he's going to try to hold back I feel like Jarvis is there so Jarvis will try to hold him back he'll be like yo you gotta, you gotta chill you know what I'm saying like and they're best friends so I don't he, know. Jar- he might if to you him. saw Hard Knocks, Jarvis went crazy. He was no, like no, no. fighting teammates. He's uh, but, but that's blessing what, everybody. You know, but, the, like, but, but that's what I'm saying. He's not, he's not. He's not afraid to join. If once someone gets riled up, I don't think he's, he, they're afraid to just hop like leapfrog on each other and who one ups each other. You but know but what that's I mean? what I'm saying. I, I think he will tone him down. He will say, "Stop! Like this is you. You can't do this. You got to relax. You got to calm down." He's he's and I feel like if there's anybody that Odell will ever listen to, it might be his best friend if he's going to listen to anybody. So that could be a good thing, but I feel like at the end of the day, I don't, I don't, I hate to say it like this, but I, like Odell will be Odell, and I, I don't mean to put that in like a negative way, but it's like it, with anybody, your true personality is going to come out, no matter what the situation is. You can only kind of contain it for so long. So if that's if the Giants were right and they got rid of him because they were scared he was going to be a locker room problem, he was going to cause all these issues. If that's really who he is, it's going to come out. You know how I know this is all hyped up because they keep showing that clip of Baker throwing to. Throwing a pass to Odell, like a simple slant that with no DB on him at all. Oh, was, yeah. I think it was just like throwing practice. Like they were just kind of warming up. And everyone's like, yo, this is dangerous. Yeah. I'm like, that's how you know. This is where it's going to start. This is how it all starts. And mm-hmm. it's just going to build up and build up from yep. here. Um, Back to the Baker conversation before. Yeah. You remember the last year's draft? Like the big thing was about the quarterbacks because everyone thought the Giants were going to take a quarterback. Everyone knew the Browns yeah. were going to take a quarterback. I think the day of the draft, I knew the Giants were still going to take Saquon. Really? I knew that. I knew that yeah. for months. Yeah, I, I was hoping we would. I was hoping we would. I mean, he was rookie of the year. I don't see why mm-hmm. anyone could say it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I know we didn't get the quarterback we wanted. Ended up with Daniel Jones, but you know, yeah. you can't you can't win them all. You can't win them all, dude. But you remember the big conversation leading up to the draft, like literally the day before, everyone was saying. Oh, is the first pick going to be Baker Mayfield or is it going to be Sam Darnold? I think it was more Sam Darnold than exactly. Baker Mayfield. They yeah, were, but they I think when saying, he went one, everyone's like, what? They were saying Sam Darnold, oh, uh, has a great a great arm, a lot of talent, and he's a good character. Then they were saying, well, the, the reason Baker Mayfield isn't clearly number one pick is because they were afraid of him being like Johnny Menzel. Yeah. Like they but, were actually comparing him but, to okay. him. But, but what I didn't like about that, like I understand where it was coming from, but what I don't like about it, is that he's way if, better if, than if, Johnny Mansell? If, yeah, if he you're has gonna not done sit here, close to that. yeah, if you're gonna sit here and you know base somebody like their draft stock, you're looking at their abilities. You're sitting here and you're saying, okay, this person is this. He was the number one pick prior to that whole issue where he was like yelling at the players on the team and like you know he started like grabbing his junk and everything and he was yelling. Prior to all of that, where and but all all of that, he was the number one quarterback, like ranked number one. Everybody was like, he is going to be the top quarterback in the draft. Then all this stuff came out, and he dropped to like four or five. And in my head, I'm like, no, that's not right. Just because he acted a certain way 
people just dropped all of his draft stock. In my head, I was like, he is the most talented quarterback. In that draft, I thought he was had the best ability. It's because you're representing a franchise. Yes, I, I understand so that. Like but, if, but what I'm saying is to sit here and say, like for example, like Sam Darnold, to sit here and be like, oh, well, he should be definitely the number one pick. He's the best quarterback. No. He might be the most mature or the most able to run a franchise, but he he is not by abilities, I don't think. And I still don't think he's the best. I think Baker Mayfield still was the best. Maybe Josh Allen could could compete. Oh, no, there. I agree. I think Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback of that. Is well, that's because John, Dor- that John Dorsey took a shot on him. Yeah. And it, he, luckily which, it worked out for him. Which mm-hmm. I don't even think should have been a shot. It so should have been considered that. I have a question for you guys. Do you think the media and you know fans like us of the sport of both the NBA and NFL – do we change the aspect of what's going on in those draft rooms the day of the draft and before that? Because you have the media saying, okay, number one pick is Zion. Number two pick is John Moran. Number three pick is RJ. And that's how When it, it easily could have been mixed around anywhere. Obviously, Zion was number one. But it didn't, you know, the way it was set up, Memphis was going to take John Morant. But then, look later on in the draft, besides those top three picks who were looking to be those first three yeah. picks in the draft. Bobo fell to the second round. Yeah. <laughs> he was considered like yeah. a, like a top ten pick in the draft, and I think the media just like shut him down. And then I think everyone else in the draft room is like, I don't know, I don't want to take a shot on him right now. So I think I think that's it, definitely true. What it, do you guys, What do you guys think of that? Because I think the same thing happens in the NFL with you know uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield, where everyone was like, oh, I think Darnold's going number one. John Dorsey's just he's the guy that thinks outside of the box, and he's like, no, I want Baker to run this franchise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it all depends on. I mean, obviously the GM, the owner. I think it all depends on that. But when you have somebody, I think what personally happens is, let's say, I'm not gonna say Zion because everyone knew he was gonna be number one. Let's say you know number two is supposed to be John Morant. He could have fell to number let's, three. Let's say they pass on him. Then I feel like it's more psychological at this point. It's kind of like, wait, why did they pass on him? That next team, they want him, but they're kind of like, why did they... You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the shoe-in number two pick. Why is he getting passed on? And then I feel like they start to think, wait a minute, is there something we don't know? You know what I'm saying? Like, was there an injury scare? Was there some... You know, now you hear all these things. Is he a locker room problem? Taco Taco Fall went undrafted, and he was considered a top pick also. Exactly, and and that's what I'm saying. So I think the media was just like, oh, he got hurt. Like, did you remember in the NFL draft with Montez Sweat or or something came out with a heart condition, and everyone was like, I don't want to pick that guy. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. There's always something that people get nervous about. Like the day of. It's always the day of that something comes out with an injury, and then the, the draft rooms are like... I don't think we should take a shot. I don't. On this. I don't think the Bo Bowl situation was that big of a like, I think surprise, so. though. I think so. He should have been like late first round pick. It's because of like basketball compared to football, he's very skinny for a. He's like seven he's like two. S- no, taller than that. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Like, and he's known for shot blocking, but that that's because he's you know. But he like balls. dribbles like a point guard. So, like he had all those like features. But the the thing is, when they're putting him up against like guys like Joel Embiid. Or, you know, use uh, of Nurkic, Boogie, you know, like all these big centers. He's not going to stand a chance. But mind you, Joel was the same way. He was injured like his first this, year and a half into the, the Okay, the that's season. true. So, the, and they still stuck around. And he became, Look what he became. He's probably going to be MVP one day. It's possible. But this guy weighs, he's seven whatever. He weighs 200 pounds. I'm not kidding. Like 205 pounds max. So that's why they're scared. Like if he could like get hurt easily, they don't want to waste a pick on that. That's why he went so late second round. I like, but he went late, late in the second round. Yeah. It wasn't even like I, early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, right. you're right. Seven two. His wingspan is seven eight. Um, way off on the weight. Two two thirty six, which is okay. not the worst. For, so that's still really light. Really light for his height. For that height, I mean, what what I would say is that 
Um, I, I think it more so falls also on the demand of the teams. I mean, if if somebody doesn't need somebody like that, obviously he's a great athlete. Some if you're like, oh, we might not need him, but he's just a great athlete, you might just want to take him. Obviously, like that there is that chance. But I feel like the way that like every even like the NFL, the NBA is changing, not as rapid as the NFL changes from they're season listen, to they're season. They're listening to the media, dude. Whatever yeah. they're saying, whatever they're saying on ESPN in the morning, and they're just like, oh, these are the top four picks. I'm sure in their head they're like, yeah, I think those are the top four picks because they're assuming it. And but that's the thing, like, do these scouts and do these people that are making these decisions, do they? I, I'm not gonna doubt that they don't. Like, they they definitely make the decisions they look into it a little bit but i'm saying do they just kind of you know take like say okay this is what espn is saying this is what this source they, is saying uh, they're taking we're, those we're things into account, account. They're, they're that, but that's what i'm saying they're they're taking it in and it's not the final say though yeah no, definitely not. not it's not but what i'm saying is obviously you want to take into account what some of these analysts are saying but at the end of the day you could come up to me and you could say okay player a is uh you know we espn has them as like the breakout they're gonna do great but you have seen player b you work them out with your team, and you really think that they fit well with your team. Now you're there's a situation that there should not have been to where there's this oh well now who am I gonna pick? Because if there was nothing that was said by anybody else, you're going with player B because you're like they fit with our team. I liked how they worked out. I watched them. I think they're gonna do well. But then it's like oh well, the fans and everybody else is saying if you don't pick player A, you're you're crazy and they're gonna like revolt. And it's just like it causes all these extra issues and it's it's just too much. So I wanted to jump into this real quick. So I know last week we addressed, or two weeks ago, uh, we addressed that Jalen Ramsey was was announcing <laughs> that he was not going to get his contract. And he said, you could have probably had me on a discount this year, but as soon as I'm going to ask for the money, it's going to be an ungodly amount of money. That's exactly what he said. But here's the news about him now. So last August, Jalen Ramsey did an interview with GQ Magazine and trashed a number of NFL QBs. Um, when asked on the Adam Schefter podcast to break down quarterbacks he'll face this year, this is what he said. Uh, I'm not going to do this again, but we do play some good quarterbacks this year, of course, but probably the quarterback I'm most excited for is Nick Foles. I don't have to play against him. He is my teammate. He is a great teammate. The few interactions we've had has been great. Great man, great player as well. He has nothing to prove to anybody. He's a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, so I hope he comes out here and he plays free and knows he has the support of everybody. And then Schefter said, that's maturity right there. And then Ramsey said, I'm a growing man. It's it's year four for me. It's a different me. A lot of people think they know me. They really don't know me. But hey, that's okay. And so he responded to this uh, from NFL Update. And he said, LOL, don't get it twisted, though. I'm still going to talk my crap <laughs> when, when the time comes. Um, so you can, he said, you can grow and still talk your talk. Hashtag season almost here. Hashtag I'm back. Hashtag relentless. Um, definitely a mature answer. Um, not sure if that was a contract answer or something, but I don't know if he's getting this money. But I'm sure he's gonna have a phenomenal season, improve his worth, and some team is gonna give him that money. Don't think it's the Jags. Not after the Nick Foles. They do have a lot of star power on that team getting paid. That's what I'm saying. Especially not after the Nick Foles. They're last in salary cap in the league. Yeah. So like I, they think they have like nine million. They got AJ into. Boy, um, Calais Campbell. That's just them, and then Nick Foles. And they paid Campbell after he was a free agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After leaving the the Cardinals, so. I don't know. I I don't think they picked up Andrew Norwell, yeah, a but, big but offensive see, line. I, but like we mentioned, they're losing a lot of players. Talvin Smith's not even playing this year. I think they yeah. try. They find him eighty thousand dollars for not showing up to camp, even though he said, "Hey, I'm not showing up to camp," but he's still under contract. That's why they did that. Um. 
cool. I also want to talk about Ngakwe isn't showing up to camp because he hasn't gotten a new contract. What about Miles Jack? I don't know. He's still there. I'm pretty he, sure. Yeah, I was gonna say he's still there, right? Yeah. Is he on a rookie contract? I think I believe so. Probably. I so believe so. He all I gotta say is too. they're lucky they got Jer- they got Josh Allen, dude. Yeah. They lucky he fell to him because you're gonna have a lot of defensive players on your team mm-hmm. right now. Want that contract, and you're they're not gonna get it this year. <laughs> I don't think I, they're gonna be signing anyone anytime soon. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, shades on. We're off. Well, I think by them signing Nick Foles, it kind of showed what direction they're heading, and their their defense almost got them to a Super Bowl. It really did. But that's who mm-hmm. you try to keep intact. I yeah. know, but but what I'm saying is the their one position defense, that was missing was the quarterback. You got it, but you can't let the other side fall too. It's like a seesaw. That's true. And and that's but I feel like that there it's gonna happen. I feel like it's going to happen. It's gonna crumble. I think so because, in my opinion, if I was Jalen Ramsey, and I'm you know I'm asking, can you give me a contract? Can you give me a contract? Like, he, I don't know what he was asking. It could have been crazy. But I'm just saying, he's asking for a contract. Then they go out and they sign Nick Foles to, it was a, it was like a massive deal, right? $88 million. Yeah. So so they signed, They gave him a good amount of money. How many years is this over? Four. Okay. So they give him a, a big deal. And, you know, in, in and then it's kind of just like, oh, well, you know, I was asking for money and now he's not going to get it. And they're kind of saying... All right, next year, and I'm pretty sure in his head he's saying, you know, how's he said, well, I'm going to be asking for a lot of money now. It's not on discount. I'm pretty sure he knows he's not going to get that money. Four years, $88 million, $50 million guaranteed. Yeah, he, he's got to know he's not going to get a ton of he's money. Got, he said the money is always there, and we so, know so that because when Odell was trying to get his contract extension, we were signing people left and right, like Solder and all these other guys on defense, and the money wasn't there. But then, lo and behold... By the end of the summer, Odell gets that five-year contract, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in the league. Where that money come from, we don't know. But the money's there. How reasonable does this sound to you guys? Like they got to change yeah. salary cap, by the way, because if the NBA is able to pay luxury tax, I think the NFL should be able to do that, too. That's a good too. point. That's really <laughs> true. It makes no sense. The fifth-highest-paid corner is Patrick Peterson, getting $14 million. Four. And he's out for the first six, 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 games. six games. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes at four, getting a 14. He didn't have a good year this year. Last year. Third, Tremaine Johnson, who Jets just got last <laughs> Jets season. Over, overpaid. Yeah, overpaid for him. <laughs> Jets overpaid. But what are you going to do? Number two, mm-hmm. Josh Norman. And my friend Deshaun is a huge Redskins fan, and he was telling me that they were actually thinking about trading him. He saw, like, reports on it, and now that they're, I don't now know they're, about now that. They're, now they're not I don't, anymore, but they well, were considering it. The defense they built up, up to this point, they built up to this point, especially getting Landon and – Getting Montez DRC. Sweat later in the draft, mm-hmm. DRC. Oh, it's going to be a great defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm the sure they were just like, you know, we'll keep him around. But he hasn't lived up to expectations. And then number one is uh, I think he, he's lived out. up a, a little bit. Like he hasn't like he hasn't played like when he was on the Panthers, but he's exactly. holding he's holding up. All right, who's next? And the number one was Howard on the Dolphins. They just yeah, he just got paid this year. Yeah, he what's, deserves what's that. surprising though to me is that. A lot of well, they think, also have Minka, so I'd say go, four out of the five those of those because Howard is pretty young, but the rest are kind of veteran players. Does that scare you about Howard's contract? No, Xavier too? Rhodes hasn't been in the league that long. He hasn't been. 
Well, he at has, least, at least but four years, not long enough where he's like out of his prime. No, I don't. I'm, well not, I'm not saying that they're out of their prime, but I'm saying like these are kind of like the the more like veteran backs. Like when you think of these these corners, they're they're more of the veterans. Where I feel like when you go to the, the receivers or sometimes the quarterbacks, it's not always the case. Like the higher paid players, I feel like that that's interesting. But would you put Jalen Ramsey up there with those guys? I would. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I I think so. Hell yeah, I would. Especially past uh, Woods. Definitely past Tremaine Johnson and, uh, and yeah. Josh Norman. Tr- Tremaine Johnson is overpaid. Um, I would probably knock him out and put him in, but I, Patrick Peterson is pretty solid, and, and Xavier Rhodes, is, he had a rough year. He's usually okay, He though. is out mm-hmm. of his prime. I did lie there. He's 29 years old. So, so yeah, I think 28 is the last year of your prime. Yeah, so he's up there in terms of he's been around for a while. Peterson's been around for a little while. Jermaine Johnson's been around for a little while too, right? Yeah, he, oh, was, yeah, on the, he was on the Rams. Yeah, he was on the Rams. Yeah. So he's been around for a little while. Josh Norman has been around since what, like 2013, 2014, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. So he's kind and he was considered of, the best cornerback in the league at one point. Exactly. So mm-hmm. he's kind of been around for a little while. But um, see, it's hard because it's when they blow up for like one year. Like Howard just had a six season, and they gave him a, what did I say? Oh, I said Woods. Million? I meant Howard. Sorry. Uh, Xavier Howard. What about yeah? What was his contract? It was like a four, oh, I have no four idea. Four year deal or something. like Yeah, that. but from one great season. So doesn't that scare you, like salary wise? Like, what if he like gets hurt or you know like? Yeah, but but this is why going back to when, uh, what was the uh, what was the linebacker that wanted that huge salary that we talked about? We talked about this. Oh, I totally forgot. C.J. Mosley. No, it was it was a player. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it. Bobby Wagner. Bob, oh. that's who mm-hmm. it was. Now, when you hear he about, when you huge when you contract. hear a linebacker now like asking for all this money, that's when it gets scary because Whoa, you have dude. Savian Howard's deal was five years, seventy five million dollars. Oh, He's God. a free agent in twenty twenty five. His average salary is fifteen million, mm-hmm. and his signing bonus was seven million. Oh, I mean, but, but but you also have to understand with the Dolphins, they don't really have much. So they, I mean, money is money. I mean, they're lucky to get Fitzpatrick. But but what I'm saying is, money is money, but. They, they don't. They don't have to worry too. about paying a lot of guys in this situation. Well, they got two Fitzpatrick's on the team. They do. I totally forgot about that. But th- but that's the thing. Like okay, um, Kirk Cousins is on the Vikings. I mean, Rhodes got his deal before Cousins, but he's getting paid a lot. They Patrick paid. Peter- how are they paying all these people on the on the Vikings? I don't know. They gave Stephon Diggs one of the highest paid wide receiver Thielen contracts. Dealing got, got paid even more than yeah. Stephon Diggs. They paid Rhodes. They, they paid pay- Rudolph too, right? Didn't they just they just pay paid him? Rudolph? They just yeah, paid him. to yeah. the three-year deal. Did yeah. they give Delvin Cook a contract? No, he's I still on his rookie he's still deal. Still on his rookie oh, okay. deal. Yeah, he was, this is his second year, so this, he's going in his third year. Yeah. After that year, what is it? Four or five years before you get out of your contract? Four, four? and then you can get a fifth-year option. Oh yeah, they exercise your fifth yeah. year. So yeah. Wow. That means they're they're fine. But now they have no offensive. It, it's just because <laughs> they. I think that it worked out for them because they gave Kirk Cousins all that guaranteed money, so it wasn't worth up to anything. That's like the max he's getting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how these teams are. I mean, obviously, when a quarterback salary gets cap paid, is so is weird sometimes. Yeah, but but when a quarterback gets paid, like I mean, okay, sometimes it's like wow, you know, they shouldn't have gotten paid that much. But you're not surprised to hear that a quarterback got paid a lot of money because they're literally they are the face of the offense they're the playmaker of the offense sometimes they're the face of the franchise the face of that you know that that team that year it just depends they, that that's given then you know sometimes the receivers or the running back that that complement to that receiver there's usually at least one 
then they're going to be paid well because they are the next superstar and they keep that quarterback going. They keep that offense running. And then after that, it's kind of like up in the air for anybody on offense. It's kind of like, all right, these offensive linemen. Like if you remember last year when Bell didn't play and there was a whole thing, like the, the starters on that offensive line were getting annoyed because they yeah. were saying like he makes like three times what I'm making and he doesn't want to show up. Yeah. And and it they were – and, and, and it, but it's true. It's kind of like – I get his, his reasoning. I understand why he didn't want to show up, but it, it does come off that way. If you, these guys are the ones that are making you what you are and they're ma- you're making three times the amount that they are and – you won't even have the decency to show up. Like that doesn't look good. So a little bit of housekeeping, then we'll wrap it up here because I have been drenched since the camera's been turned off, turned on. Sorry. Yeah. But um, did you guys see this Brett Favre Instagram post that happened a couple weeks ago? What was that about? I, did you see that? He came out Brett, of retirement. Brett, Brett Favre has an Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So Brett Favre said it. He posted this. This is a picture. I'll show you guys here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll read you the caption. A true champion sticks to his or her calling. I will be coming out of retirement and making my return to play in the NFL for the 2020 season. Stay tuned for more news. <laughs> because because he's been practicing in his uh, regular dele- jean commercials. And then he deleted the post. Oh, and long. with his copper, he's been golfing. Copper, copper fit. On he's, his well, well, he's been golfing, news. hasn't he? Yeah. Did you see that video with that the, was crazy? Yeah. She was Ever, freaking out. Everyone's saying, "Why is she this? She's really weird." Like people, yeah, she like people are like, very, "Oh, that's so cute." And like, no, it's kind of weird. Did she you see was like that? shaking. Oh my god! So she's again. Brett Favre's doing his golfing thing, and he's like walking past like the crowd or whatever. He's like, "Oh, hello, whatever." He wasn't signing like he wasn't signing autographs or anything. Just but this waving. lady is with yeah. her daughter, who's also wearing Packers gear. She's wearing Packers gear. She has the Packers hat, she Packers has jersey. jersey, and she's like, "Whoa, Brad! Like, oh my God, Brad! Hi!" Ultimate hi. fangirl. Ultimate. Oh, yeah, okay. and she. Ultimate. He comes over. He's like, "Oh my God, he's coming over here!" And then she's just like, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, "Can I hold her?" And he holds the baby. He's like, "How you doing?" And she's like, and then she goes, "Oh my gosh, I'm a big fan of yours." She's shaking at this point, and she's just like, "I have a whole room dedicated to you in my house." <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's yeah. exactly what she said. <laughs> that is. And then he she starts uh, he he's like oh do you have like a mar- you have like a pen someone gives him like a pen and he starts signing the jersey he signs the hat he starts signing stuff for them she's like oh my gosh thank you and I start reading the comments they're like why does a grown woman have a whole room dedicated to Brett yeah. Favre so it's like kind of weird it it is kind of you really weird. think about it if you're fangirling I mean Brett Favre if she's cool, if she's a little older than that no she, she I mean she wouldn't say she was old but she's, she's probably like she's got a kid yeah so. she's probably like so. late twenties early thirties if I had to take an assumption like if, if he if he was like her generation quarterback then I would say that makes more sense yeah it makes sense but you're going out to a golf outing to try to get Brett Favre really, so crazy. if you're wearing the Brett Favre like attire. Your goal is to try to get his attention. Oh, you, weren't go, you weren't going oh, there. To wa- you, no, weren't no, going, no. you weren't going there to watch some golf. I mean, if your jerseys were like, you know, black or white, that's not going to stand out. Green, you're going yeah. to. <laughs> if you're looking in a crowd and you see bright green, you're going. You're going to yeah. notice that. So yeah, it's very, very noticeable. But she, uh, you also forgot one of the most important parts of that video is he almost walked away with the baby. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> he was like, oh, I'll see you later. He's like holding the baby. And he's like, really oh wait, funny. I almost walked away with your kid. <laughs> It was really funny. Here, I'm going to play this video for just a quick second. And we're running up on time, but, you know, that happens every podcast. We say it's going to be short. It doesn't end up being short. It happens. We're human. Um, here, let me pull this it, up. She, she sounds oh, here it is. too happy. Like, too. she sounds... I'm not going to... She sounds crazy. She probably wouldn't even be angry Brett. if he walked away with the baby. Brett. I love you. Brett. Brett. This is a grown woman, Mark. How you doing? 
sobbing. This made her all day to come out here. Let's take a picture. Can I take a picture, guys? Charlie. Right, I can't so get a much. feel of how old Charlie? she is. That's Charlie. She's named after Mickey Mantle. I would Mantle. guess like maybe 30. You want to hold her? Hey, Char. I'm waiting for the part that she says what I said <laughs> about the room. It's coming up. So it's not a room. It's her room. room. Her room. Hold on, she's got a full room. Sign Charlie, it's fine. You want her picture here? You don't want me to sign Charlie. Yeah, why not, right? Her husband's definitely a hardcore Bears fan. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I hate her this guy. Room, her room with her husband has Brett Favre everywhere. Oh, that's what that probably no. is. So I'm a Bears fan. She's a Green Bay fan. So we compromised. And we made the room <laughs> get dedicated to Brett Favre. See, <laughs> you know. like, okay. I understand. I mean, I can't say if I met Julio Jones, I don't, I want to hope I wouldn't <laughs> be would like start that. crying. <laughs> but I, I mean, you don't know until you're in that situation. But like, I mean, you, I to, mean, you met the head coach of the Falcons. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, no, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh my God, you're Dan Quinn. I have my, <laughs> <laughs> I have my whole room dedicated to you. Well, you, uh, you obviously don't, but you have a lot of Falcons gear in your room. Yeah, I mean, he signed my hat, so that's cool. I still have that hanging up. I have some pictures with him. She's got to be but, diehard if she went out there and was trying to get his attention. I mean, I'll, I believe her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. who wouldn't believe her, but I'm just saying it's... I, I just, I think at that I point... Know. I don't know. I, I think at that point it's kind of like... It's oh, a little unusual. Oh. It's unusual. It's, it's just like, unusual. you're 30, like almost 30 years old, if not 30 years old, married, have a kid, and you are acting like a five-year-old right now. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I can't really, you know, I don't know what I would do in that situation if I met my yeah. idol. I have no idea. All right, so last couple things to kind of wrap it up just so we get to the uh, hour mark. We're at 57 minutes. So Tyreek Hill is meeting with... The NFL investigators this week in Kansas City to talk about the situation with the domestic violence case. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys updated on that. And last thing, and it isn't too big of a deal, but the last actual transaction or some a team a move has made from just breathing, like you know, being a team. Uh, Falcons released former Bears running back Jeremy Langford. Um, yeah. Oh, I actually remember uh, that name. That name man. sounds familiar. He, was on, he was on the Bears. Yeah. And then he went to the Jets. I think he was a fantasy flex of mine <laughs> a week he or two. Well, good for like he a, was a one of like two, the yeah. top, not top running backs, but he was like two, like uh, what was it called? RB2. Oh, and, then, and then Jordan Howard yeah. came Jordan out of Howard nowhere and he flipped over, out. Yeah. And, then yeah. and then Tariq Cohen right after him. I mean, mm. I, I can't say I'm upset. That he wasn't going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, nothing against him. I just didn't. And he didn't really do anything. Devontae so. Freeman's got some work to do. He, missed, gotta, he missed last year. Yeah, Ito Smith, too. So yeah, we got Ito got Smith. And, yeah, uh, it wasn't going to happen. There's another guy like McGee, something like that, I that we know. drafted. I don't know. But I, I That's don't, literally all the NFL news I have this week. Yeah, I don't I don't really. I mean, we were still capable of making this to an hour. We did an hour. So, that's, that's pretty solid. <laughs> I mean, solid. we're good. But uh, we, can, we can wrap it up here unless you guys have anything else to add. I'm sweating. Um, I just want to say... Good job, Giannis, for winning MVP. That's oh hell it. yeah! Yeah, let's go, Giannis, dude. I was like, I was like, he almost made me cry watching that. I know thing. that I was know. so so was, sad. He's like, my brothers, I love you guys. <laughs> that, but see, that is who should win the MVP. Someone put yeah. like Marvin's room over his speech <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> it was, Cubs in a rose, like, the, <laughs> like that. All right, so <laughs> we'll wrap it up here. We could have talked some NBA this week, but I think I wanted to keep it explicitly, like exclusively um, NFL, just because. 
we we talked a lot of basketball these past couple weeks. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week because of the whole trend, like the season, the free agency starts this weekend. Yeah, so. last wait, last thing, and we're about to reach an hour, but I almost forgot the biggest news in the NBA right now, which is why I didn't want to talk NBA. And there's plenty of news going around. Who's going to go here? Who's going to go where? We don't know. I don't, I don't know. Why am I going to be another person coming on a microphone and saying, "Oh, I think Katie's going to the Knicks," and who you know he's a done deal going to the Nets. I'm not going to make a difference here. But the biggest news happening right now when after the AD trade, which is the only trade that's gone down that people have been threatening that's going to happen, LeBron's giving the number 23 to Anthony Davis. And yes. that means LeBron's probably going to go back to six. And people are freaking out right now because the last time LeBron wore the number six is when he almost went for a 3P with the, with the Heat. So I hope people know that just because he wears a number... He's not going to get like superpowers and go back to like <laughs> revenge Braun or something like that. But can you like just think like, about like Mike. all of the people that bought his jersey and are like, I hate you, LeBron. Oh, oh yeah. my God. I didn't even they think about all that. Bought his well, jersey. Actually, it doesn't even matter because here's what people are thinking. <laughs> so I saw a comment right after that first came out and they said, oh, LeBron is trying to retire both numbers too, kind of like Kobe. No, that's not gonna happen. He's probably gonna try for it. Oh, he de- What is he now gonna be number and six? Then what is and then what is he gonna try to June twenty third is going to be National LeBron his, James Day. Yeah, <laughs> I think his Cleveland jersey has to be instead retired. of August twenty fourth. Oh no, what is yeah August twenty fourth? Yes, yes. Cleveland and the Heat are the only jerseys that have to be retired for him. That's it. Oh yeah, he's retired. Well, the second uh, if time he brings a championship, <laughs> if he brings at least two championships, and they're barely gonna probably get one. I mean, they, I could probably eat my words later on, but that's just what I think right now. They're, I think they're still going to retire his jersey just because he was a Laker at some point. Like people aren't going to forget that. Yeah. Uh, if he comes I to the Knicks and he gets us it. to he gets us to an eight seed, if he ever came to the Knicks, <laughs> no, his, his jersey would happen. be his jersey would be in the rafters. I'm telling you right now. Everybody they're, they're just they're still debating him. if Carmelo's jersey is going to be retired. It's going to. It should be. I want it to. I'm a big Carmelo. But fan. think about all he's done. He got but, us to a first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but so I'm saying if LeBron gets us to an eight seed, but, but he's his jersey's getting retired. For like eight years, late LeBron with them for second year now. Yes. So. And, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> but still, I you don't know what? Know. Just just let him. Just let the fans do whatever the hell they want to do to him. If this is about standings, I'm not talking. about No, it's about not standings. It. <laughs> no. I don't know what I'm reading. Oh, I want to wrap this up here though. <laughs> you want me to say it? Or I don't know. Just what do is it. This? Just so I thought we'd end with some football, a little bit. This is not football. It's Aaron Rodgers talking. Oh wow! He said, "Watching Giannis play and listening to him speak after winning." I gotta be honest. Makes me very proud to be a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Absolute class act and a great representation of our team, the city of Milwaukee, and great state. Congrats, buddy. Well, Aaron Rodgers has stake in the Milwaukee Bucks, so. But he still cannot chug a beer. Yeah, no, he can't. (laughs) That's awful. Uh, Anyway, let's wrap it up here. I have nothing else to to cover. So, all right. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at Franchise Tag Sports. You can follow us on Twitter for all NFL updates and all updates when new episodes go out and when new content is posted uh, from our YouTube channel as well as snippets from weekly episodes. So you can follow that at Franchise Tag Pod. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Franchise Tag Sports podcast, we post every single week of a snippet that happened on the podcast. If you want to check that out in video format, feel free to do that. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you stream your podcast. So make sure if you're on Apple Podcasts to subscribe and please leave a rating and review. It helps out the show a lot. We've gotten some more feedback lately. I appreciate it. Um, 
Oh, and pl- please go on michigansportsandentertainment.com to check out my article that I did on the Lions' backfield. I think you guys would really like that. So, uh, yeah, I think if anything else I'm missing. No, that is it. That we appreciate be it. all of you. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Peace.